Happy Friday, everyone, from NPR Music and All Songs Considered. I'm Robin Hilton. I'm here with Radio Milwaukee's Tariq Moody. Hey, Tariq. Hey, Robin. NPR Music's Rihanna Cruz. How you doing, Robin? All right, and Tom Heisinger. Hey, Robin, great to be here. Hi, Rihanna. Hey, Tariq. Hey. Howdy, Tom. It's New Music Friday, and we're looking at the best albums out now on March 18th, starting with Rosalia's Motomami. This is Rosalia from her album Moto Mommy. The song is cute, cute, C-U-U-U-U-U-T-E, showing the many sides and shades of her music on this new album, Moto Mommy. This is obviously one of the most anticipated releases of the year. I know we all have thoughts. Rihanna, I'll start with you. Oh, man. You know, I've been a fan of Rosalia for the past couple of years, um, but I really like her pop stuff, so this record really was interesting to me because it found her drifting away from the Spanish pop grind that she was on and more into more radio sounds like reggaeton and bachata and I like that turn from her I don't know I've seen a lot of people <laughs> talk about chicken teriyaki is like oh no <laughs> like <laughs> like what is this album gonna be but I really like that track and I think the album at large is indicative of this reggaeton sound that she's trying to harness I, I dug it a lot I love this global sounds of blending of hip-hop, R&B. She is like Madonna meets M.I.A. meets Little Kim meets... Whoa. Like, she is just bringing all those influences in. And Dropping some names there. Yeah. It's such a fun record, and I love... Let's run a cute one. Is this machine gun percussive, then all of a sudden it just flips into this beautiful singing and piano. And there was a couple of tracks she does that. You know, I was about to say that, you know, oh, what a surprise from Rosalia, this new record. But frankly, I'm just not really surprised about anything she does these days because I think she's really, especially with this record, I think she's becoming something of a pop auteur and experimenter along the lines of FKA Twigs or Bjork or at a left turn, maybe Casey Musgraves. I mean, she's not afraid to process her voice into many different personae on the record, and she does a really daring, bold job of mixing the traditional with technology, and the amount of sounds that she gets on the record are just really incredible. And I think you look at the opening track, for instance, Saoko really sets the tone in a way. She says, I'm very much me, I transform a butterfly, I contradict myself, and of course, you just think of that, most of us might think of that Walt Whitman poem, Song of Myself, where he says, I am large, I contain multitudes, I contradict myself, and I, at this point, 
you know, Rosalia contains multitudes. The conversation around her last record was a lot about how she blended flamenco with newer sounds, and there's a lot less of that on this record. But she does do a song called Bolerias that I want to play a bit of. She credits it as a traditional song. Bolerias is a flamenco rhythm. So you are the god. What's cool about this is that you hear the the palmas, the... Right, right. Which is inherent in flamenco music. And here, the palmas, they're all processed. Do you hear it? It's all Mm -hmm. processed palmas. But she sings this line, I'm as much a flamenco cantaora, a flamenco singer, when I'm wearing a Versace (laughs) tracksuit. She goes on to say, I'm... I'm the girl on fire. I'm very much myself. You know, so yeah. There's also the there's, people. You know, when you if you go to a flamenco performance, people in the audience are reacting to what they're seeing on stage. Often saying right. olé, olé, and, olé, olé, and you olé. hear some of that on this as people react to what she's singing. And going back to the little Kim mention, there's a verse on Bolaria where she goes, "May God bless Pastore and Mercy, who are I guess famous flamenco artists." And then she goes on to bless Little Kim, Tigo, and M.I.A. Just her swagger, and just, I love her swagger. My favorite song on the album is La Fama with The Weeknd, and I think that's really indicative of Rosalia and where she's going to go, because she has one of the biggest stars in the world doing bachata with her. Well, Hazel Sills with NPR Music was on the show recently, and she used the phrase intimidatingly cool to describe uh, another artist we featured. And I'm going to borrow that to describe Rosalia because I just find her in this album to be supremely badass. Moto Mami is the record from Rosalia. Let's go to something wildly different, also out now on March 18th from the late composer Johan Johansson. It's a posthumous album called Drone Mass. From composer Johan Johansson, the album is Drone Mass. This cut is uh, two is apocryphal. If you don't know Johan Johansson, he may have scored a movie that you love. He did Arrival, Sakaro, Prisoners, The Theory of Everything, so many more movies. He died suddenly in 2018. He was only 48 years old. Tom, what's the story behind this new record? Just coming off that Rosalia couldn't be any more different. I love that slowly seesawing bed of strings and voices with a soprano floating way up overhead in a very kind of high Renaissance style. This record is called Drone Mass, and it's really neither. It's not exactly drony, and it's certainly not the high Roman Catholic mass template. It's really more of an electro-acoustic cantata for string quartet, eight voices, and electronics, and I think this is Johan Johansson's magnum opus. And mm. uh, my, my recommendation is to just uh, 
get rid of all external stimuli and just listen to the whole piece uninterrupted. It unfolds like kind of a ritual. It takes about 45 minutes. Not unlike Rosalia, it's a very potent blend of old school, like acoustic voices, acoustic instruments with modern electronics. It's Johan Johansson himself. They found a track of his because he performed this piece live. It premiered in 2015 and the producers found his track and slipped it in here with the performance of the musicians. So it is kind of Johan Johansson coming back from the great beyond to give us one of his most potent pieces, I think. Let's hear a little bit of one of the songs where you hear his electronics that he added. This is called Taking the Night Air. feel is just like you're hurtling through space and this is the music of the heavens so trippy so beautiful this it's an incredible ride my favorite johansson is the score that he did for the film mandy in 2018 um starring nicholas cage highly recommend but um the mandy score was the last piece of music that he completed before his death and i think it's interesting because that soundtrack is all drone metal and it leans heavily on this mix of droning and electronic and this guitar that he does throughout it it's really great but this record kind of does the same thing this like droning and i and i wonder what he would have done if he lived past 48 and lean more heavily into this into this drone scoring. I haven't listened to the Mandy score because I'm kind of terrified to. I've also been afraid to watch the movie because it looks I so have horrifying. It, I have it on vinyl. It's an incredibly <laughs> cursed vinyl. I have not played it once because it brings bad energy yeah. in the best way. Well, speaking of drones, I mean, Johansson did say that he was influenced by the sound of drones, but he also made mention of the drone's that view us from above as a kind of a, mm. you know, an, a, a new technological deity of some sort. So he was aware of this dual uh, meaning to the word. But I think the whole piece really takes on a more mystical tone, knowing that the composer is gone, you know, taken far too early to another realm. But, you know, what a fantastic piece of art he left yeah. with us. And um, I think this is, this is going to be up there in one of my favorite records of the year. Yeah, I really miss him, Tom, and I'm so thrilled to get this new record from Johan Johansson. It's called Drone Mass. 
Let's talk about one more album before we take a break, uh, and we're totally shifting gears here again. This is from the rapper Raw Poetic and the producer Damu the Fudge Monk. Their new album together is called Laminated Skies. Say yeah, I never see the Malik. Rock to the rhythm, the beat. Wake it just a little bit. Blessed I'm not an idiot. I got a vibe for my peeps. Yes, I got a vibe in the sky. Gravity will make it collide. Crash to be a part of me. Failure was a start of me. Now I'm kind of thinking it's sweet. Break it down a lot, they slept and they forgot We spit it from the chest, confessing how the pot I guess we're really not your average high roller Represent my spot, my system of the soul I lose a gold, I told them pole told you Sometimes you gotta go, except you're getting old The world and turn on, you love to just burn You're nothing more to say, stripes you just earned A lot of I like your flag, you're gonna Do what I like, don't brag, you're gonna Break up the life you have, you're gonna Do what you right, your path, you're gonna See nothing, the world is going crazy But we're gonna leave it, love Nothing in the world is gone crazy We're gonna leave it up above Raw Poetic out of Northern Virginia, Damu the Fudge Monk, a, a DC producer, rapper, multi-instrumentalist, working together on this record, Laminated Skies, the song Open Roads. In fact, let's just play a little bit of the end here so you can hear Damu the Fudge Monk just killing it on these drums. on that snare is so addictive i love it yeah sometimes you know i love all the experimental innovative hip-hop is going now but sometimes i want to i just need to go need a little bit of nostalgia and definitely has this golden age of hip-hop but also he kind of flow reminds me of speech arrest development if you remember speech the flow mm. is very kind of similar except speech kind of has that atlanta vibe and he and raw product brings this east coast vibe to it but also, he collaborated with his uncle, who yeah. happened to be the legendary jazz musician, saxophonist Archie Shep, which is cool, where you definitely hear the jazz vibes. It is what I love about this lyrically is just it's a spiritual hip hop release. Mm. It's just, it's nice. It's meditative. It's a meditative hip hop release for me. Just think about the good things in life. And, and that's sometimes I need that. But um, Open Road is a great track. But Chewing Gum, the, the next track after it, just the bass, the guitars on that one, man. That just, I don't know, just, it's just, I just love the bass line. It's just funky. Just the jazz, the rhymes, just the flow. It's just a pure golden age hip hop record that's kind of missing sometimes. And nothing wrong with a little nostalgia. Tariq, you mentioned Chewing Gum and also his flow. I actually wanted to play a little bit of Chewing Gum so people could hear this. Beneath the damages, mummy young wrapped the bandages. Life scarring demand this is praying that I can manage it. Every woman I find, wondering how I landed in love, lavish and luxury. Is Hannity the planet is? Wow, I swear to God, I'll be peace like plants and powder. Be breaking out of my shell from all the boots that are inside of me. Looking for mother. Yeah, he throws a lot of bars at you, and some and sometimes these these lyrics are kind of cryptic. I do think there's a lot of wisdom on the record. I mean, I get sometimes I get a little uh, a vibe of Gil Scott Heron on the mm. record, and I remember listening to the record he made with Archie Shep, his uncle, and um, which is even more of a, a jazz feel there. Yep. But this record, I felt, was a little bit of a new territory 
for him because I know I just felt like yes we've heard like good examples of his flows and stuff like that but there's a lot of actual singing really nice singing on the record too and I feel like it has a more open airy Robert Glasper like mm-hmm. genre erasing inclusiveness about it there's mm-hmm. a lot a lot of songs are set up kind of like rock songs and pop songs and I too felt like it was you know, something different, something, a little breath of fresh air that kind of says summer to me. But it's a very appealing sound. I love to hear this type of hip-hop on the radio along with all the other hip-hop. Like, I feel like people forget how diverse and beautiful hip-hop can be because, you know, what you hear on the radio, commercial radio, is one side of hip-hop. And this brings a whole different dimension that I feel like a lot of younger people probably never heard. Rob Poetic and Damu the Fudge Monk together on a new one called Laminated Skies. We do need to take a quick break, but when we come back, we'll talk about that new Charlie XCX album that's out now, along with a few other releases we're loving this week. It's New Music Friday from NPR and All Songs Considered. I'm Robin Hilton. We're taking a look at the best albums out now on March 18th. We start the second half of the show off with Charlie XCX. Her new one is called Crash. I'm about to crash into the water, gonna take you with me. I'm high voltage, self-destructive, ended also legendary. Has your life completely falling apart and you're full of self-loathing? Has it ever sounded better? <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, could this be our summer album on constant repeat? It's a good one, Tom. This is Crash, the title cut to the album Crash from Charlie XCX. Another one of the big anticipated releases of the year. Uh, one she was working on actually before her 2020 record, How I'm Feeling Now. She shelved it, came back after the pandemic. It's here now. What does everyone think? So I really liked it. I'm an angel <laughs> through and through. <laughs> and that comes to the surprise of no one. I really enjoyed the new Charlie record. And I had a conversation with her yesterday. And something that she said was that this is her selling out record and she is fine with selling out. And that's really interesting coming off of her previous career where she's worked in these pop, strictly bubblegum pop and like hyper pop spaces. And there's sort of that duality in her career. But this is her leaning fully into the major label pop music and and working with her label and working with A&R and kind of harnessing that mega massive pop star sound. And that's really reflected in the record. She's not really working with people like Dylan Brady anymore. She's working with people like 10 Tricks Point Never, who has lots of credits with artists like The Weeknd and people like Ariel Rechtenstein, who produced her first two albums for her. And that sort of pivot back to the early stages of her career kind of reflects her career at large. It's her last album with Atlantic. And what she told me, she was like, I want to work with Atlantic on this record. It's my last album on a major label. And I want to use their resources because I've been 
not for the past several years. I think the record is better for it. I, I think this is her massive pop star record. Her influences were Janet and Madonna, and I could totally see that throughout another Madonna drop um, of the episode. <laughs> but I, you know, I really like it. I think she's doing really great things on this album. I, be honest, like the bubblegum pop, I don't like it. But this record, normally I would say I would not like this, but there's something about this that wasn't, it was a little more grittier than the pop that, that I've heard from her in the past. Yeah, this is, I mean, she's called this her Janet album. Before before it was called Crash and before How I'm Feeling Now came to be, she'd be on Twitter like, I'm working on this Janet album with A.G. Cook. And you can kind of see that throughout. It's this 80s and 90s sort of gated reverb type production mm-hmm. that really makes for excellent music. And the grittiness that you speak of kind of comes from what she's been doing the past couple of years, doing this underground experimental work with quote unquote hyper pop artists. I joked at the beginning about how has your life completely falling apart ever sounded better, but it is an interesting theme that she has on this record, and it's one that I've been seeing a lot in pop music lately. I don't know what you all think, but it's the idea of taking all of your anxieties and insecurities and even moments of self-loathing and channeling it all into this just these super Mm -hmm. catchy pop bangers. I think of like Girl in Red (laughs) doing that on Serotonin, you know? Well, just look at the song called Yuck. She's embarrassed to be accepting her lover's lovey-dovey advances, but it is so catchy. It could be like with it could be a Casey Musgraves duet. You mm-hmm. know, it's just this record is one amazing pop delicacy after another. And I wasn't kidding when I said this could be our summer album on constant repeat. The song Baby, which might be my favorite on the record. It starts out with this. Bollywood strings intro that just slips seamlessly, seamlessly into a major page out of the Rick James funk playbook. Like, give it to me, baby. It's right there in the rhythm. And the song is so sexy, you know, she's going to do you in the kitchen, she's going to take control, and then at the end of the song, which is interesting, it takes this darker turn. And she says, you know, I'm going to F you up, I'm going to F you up, which is a little bit of a disconcerting way to end the song. So Robin, I hear you when you say, like, there are these darker moments in in her life, and and the record's named Crash, and I guess I don't think of Charlie as ever crashing, do you? I think she seems like this... 24-7 adventurer, but I think she's just been so smart at surveying the pop landscape with this astonishing agility for all these years and creating a catalog of very varied music from a lot of different styles, but it always has her stamp on it. This record also finds her more introspective, and I resonate with her saying that it's like everything crashing, like there really is no other way, there really is no other way to put it. I'm wondering if anybody else thought of the the David Cronenberg movie Crash. Did that come to mind for, oh. for yes. anybody? <laughs> yes. Because like well, that, yeah. 
super creepy movie all about people who get off on uh, being in car crashes. And, you know, right. they, like you look at the cover of this and Charlie's, you know, she's in the string bikini in a suggestive pose on the hood of a car that's just crashed. She's got blood all over her face. And it's just in the same way she's making these hot jams out of angst and insecurities. It's like she's saying <laughs> that being broken is sexy. In our conversation, I kind of talked to her about that. And I was like, was the Cronenberg film at all like mm. an inspiration? And she said, sort of, because the movie is about these people who want and feed off their favorite things, and that thing is destruction, and they'll go out at any length to feel this yeah. sexuality and connection through that destruction. Crash is the new record from Charlie XCX. We have one more album that we want to play and talk about, but as always, there are a few other records out today that we're excited about, so let's just go around the virtual room here. Uh, Tariq, we'll start with you. Cypress Hill, Back in Black, is their first album since 2018, produced by one of my favorite hip-hop producers, Black Milk, out of Detroit, and it's just a boom-bap, banging hip-hop record. Here's a cut called Open Your Mind. Have you seen the news? They legalized in California, but the feds still trying to put the pressure on you. The rapper will grind until the end of time. Yeah, we blowing some smoke, then let's open your mind. Have you seen the news? They legalized in California, but the feds still trying to put the pressure on you. Legends. They've been at it for over 30 years. All right, Rihanna. Yeah. So in in the in the young culture fashion, there's a movement going on right now that's being spearheaded by this group, Drain Gang, which is made up of Blade, Echo 2K, Tie Boy Digital, and White Armor. And today, a surprise release comes from Blade and Echo 2K on a joint tape called Crest. Here's a cut called Faust. Love it. Tom. Well, Rihanna, you talked about the young culture. I've got old culture for you guys. Um, <laughs> her name is Ruth Slinchenska, and she just dropped a new record today. She is 97. It's her first record for DECA in over 60 years. Six zero? Yes, over 60 years. Wow. She's often described as Sergei Rachmaninoff's last living student. She met him in 1934 when she was nine and studied with him for two wow. years. And here she is playing a Rachmaninoff prelude. And this is a recent recording of her at 97 performing? Yes, she is 97. She just signed a record deal, and she's in motion. Wow. Doing more than me, tell you that. <laughs> Same here. Wow. All right, and I just want to flag that the band Broadcast has three releases out today. Mother is the Milky Way, Microtronics, and Meta Veil Sessions. All three have been released in various hard-to-find ways over the years, but they've been remastered, and now they're available on streaming services for the first time. Here's a bit of a song called 64 from the record Made of Veil Sessions. Many moons have to be found At certain times you'll hear them pound You can hear 
There's some real diehard broadcast fans out there who will be very excited to know that these records are now available uh, online. The band formed in the mid-90s. The singer Trish Keenan died suddenly of pneumonia in 2011. And Warp Records has since been, you know, trickling out the rare recordings from the band. Broadcast three releases today, Milky Way, Microtronics, and Maida Vale Sessions. All that music is out now on March 18th, along with this last one that we want to feature from the band Yumi Zuma. It's called Present Tense. Zuma is the band. Present Tense is the record. This is the closing cut, Astral Projection, a band from New Zealand um, that makes what I would call comfort pop. I don't know what you <laughs> think, but it, it's like it's everything's going to be okay pop. You know, a little a little wistful, a little reflective, a little, little hopeful. Right. I thought this album sounded like the soundtrack of a coming-of-age movie, and I mean that in the best <laughs> way. <laughs> I, I imagine this record like, playing in the background. And everything's going to be okay, right? Everything's yeah, gonna everything's okay. going to be all right. It reminds me a lot of um, someone like Shura, who makes this music mm. that's very reflective, but also poppy. And this really isn't mm. like the sound that I find myself returning to often, this sort of guitar-driven pop music. But I really like this album, and they made me a fan as soon as they released Give It Hell. I really like the uh, you know the retro '80s sound there with the kind mm-hmm. of verby guitar and the big beat and and the record seems to be you know pretty solid. Yumizuma, it's a part and parcel of the band's kind of this this polished breezy synth pop light rock sound that goes down very smooth with hooks that that linger. Yeah, sort sort of post party pop. It's the it's the music you're listening to in the car on your way home from the party and it's two o'clock in the morning. It reminded me of a band called the Sundays. If you, I don't know, Rihanna, if you ever heard the Sundays, a band from the late 80s, early 90s that had a very similar sort of vibe to their music. Like Sundays and Mazzy Star. Like yeah. 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 Like I was both, hmm. uh, I mean, I, I mean, I was groupies of those bands. <laughs> I just love Sundays and Mazzy Star. And it does have that, that song you play does remind me of that 90s kind of indie pop sound that was very popular when I was young, a long time ago. Definitely massive Mazzy Star energy. I totally get that. The name of the record I thought was interesting because, you know, just present tense, on the one hand, it feels kind of like a throwaway title. But tense can mean more than one thing. In this case, it's a a reference to the state of the world and that it is presently very tense in the state of the world, even as much of the world is emerging from its two-year cocoon that we've been building, um, we're up to our eyeballs in just the sea of uncertainty right now. And, and I feel like that title addresses that. Uh, I didn't even get that. That went right over my head. Thank you, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> Presently, very tense. Very, yes. very tense. 
And I just want to go back in my cocoon and just seal it up. I find it interesting that it's called present tense when they're making this sort of wistful, throwbacky sound that they're doing. I read that when they started recording some of these songs as far back as 2019, they were all in relationships, and now that it's all done, only one of those relationships still exists. So I think they were going through everything that everybody else was going through on top of the fact that their relationships were falling apart. And I, this record probably speaks in part to that past, but also looking ahead to, a, as I said, a really uncertain future. And I think that vibe is, is appropriate in this case. Yumi Zuma is the band. Their new album is called Present Tense. And that'll do it for this week's New Music Friday. Tariq Moody, Rihanna Cruz, Tom Heisinger. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Thank you, Robin. Thanks for having me. Remember to check out the description of this episode in your podcast feed to see a list of everything that we talked about on this week's show. And if you want to hear full versions of the songs we played, search for NPR's New Music Friday playlist in Apple Music and Spotify or on our website at npr.org allsongs. And if you haven't already, be sure to sign up for our weekly newsletter to keep up with the latest at NPR Music. You'll find it at npr.org slash music newsletter. And for NPR Music and All Songs Considered, I'm Robin Hilton. I hope you have a great weekend. Be well and treat yourself to lots of music. <laughs>